Tara. I'm Ryan. We love Disney movies. So we decided to watch them all, from Snow White to Encanto and beyond. Each episode, we'll watch a different Walt Disney Animated Studios film and tell you all about it. Did we like it? Does it hold up? Who's our favorite hero? Or villain? We'll give you history and fun facts about each movie. And sometimes we'll invite our friends to watch along with us. So put on your tiara. Or your evil crown. And join us on our adventure. This is Taryn Ryan's Princess Diaries. Hello, listeners. Welcome to another mini tale for Taryn Ryan's Princess Diary. Today is an extra special one, Tara. It sure is. Because we're talking wrestling. Mm-hmm. We're talking Scooby-Doo WrestleMania mystery, 2014 Scooby-Doo WrestleMania oh, okay. mystery. Uh, a movie I think I was more excited to watch before I watched it yeah. than afterwards. This t- I remember really liking we, it the first time. I feel like we enjoyed it. We were surprised by it the first time, but probably because we didn't know it existed. And then we were like, oh, okay. I thought when we watched it, it was going to be very bad. And it was not very bad. And I think I built it up more in my head and then rewatched it this time. And it was, it was I would say, there's things I liked about it. Um, yeah. And it's interesting because this is, you know, we are going to talk wrestling. Don't worry, listeners. But I think it's also time to talk a little Scooby-Doo. Sure. Because Scooby-Doo feels like a big, I don't know if luminary is the word, but like, you know, it's a big name in in cartoons and animation, the history of animation. And Hanna-Barbera, you know, was kind of this company that came in and was known for doing things cheaper than... Disney and all those things, you know, Disney was really taking the time to do these cartoons and Hanna-Barbera came in, I think in the 60s and started doing like they could pump out a whole lot of different cartoons, Mm -hmm. um, including Scooby-Doo, which is also a franchise that has lasted since the 60s you know yeah so that many years do you have a history with Scooby-Doo at all or do you have any I watched it as a kid the like half hour right it was half hour like the original one yeah i think whatever was on tv so it probably was reruns of the originals i would Mm -hmm. imagine and then they rebooted it did you see a pup a pup named scooby yeah yeah i so i watched those a lot too that was like early 90s late 80s i never saw any of the live action films that had sarah michelle geller I don't know if there was more than one, but there were two i have not seen either one of those i saw the first one in theater and I Can had a. Use a real dog. No, it's a it's a CG dog. It's oh, okay. it's like it's like Jar Jar Binks. Got it. Written by the director of Guardians of the Galaxy, James Gunn. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, just a very a very you know a movie that's you know kind of I, I don't know I watched it a, a million years ago. It was I remember being it, I remember going that was a dumb movie, but it was it was obvious that someone who loved Scooby Doo made it. Yeah. Um, uh, I feel like the theme song, the Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? Did you know the name do, for the character do, do, came from do, Frank Sinatra? Do, do. Apparently, no. And a song he sang, where in it he goes, Scooby Dooby Doo. I know. Yeah, I can't think of the song, but I <laughs> and, know that reference. Yes, that's and apparently I, that's where they came up with the name for this, because originally the names were stuff like Mystery Friends mm. and things like that. And, and and this, do you? Oh, go ahead. Well, I I I, I like Scooby Doo. All right, I like the Scooby Doo when it's like this they bring in celebrity like real people because i remember the one just like phyllis diller or like don Knotts, and then they would have adventures with 1966 batman mm-hmm. but it would be 
Batman and Robin, it wouldn't be, you know, Adam West and, mm. and, and Burt Ward. It was mm-hmm. actually Batman and Robin and like the Penguin and the Joker. That's cool. And I always thought that was a lot of fun. But I like when they did celebrities. Like, I don't know if it was a specific show. I think they eventually did that. There, I, There's all sorts of cartoons. There's the, 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 is it the 90, the 13 ghosts of Scooby-Doo, which was when the first one where they actually were like, oh, there are ghosts and they were trying to recapture ghosts into a treasure chest kind of like ghostbusters yes they were they were ghostbusters and they had like a i think it was scooby scrappy i don't even know if shaggy was in it i think they had a uh latino little preteen kid who like helped them fight stuff but then like vincent price was also it was he was like vincent van ghoul and it was his chest that they had opened and all the ghosts had come out of yeah it was very silly um there's a more recent cartoon called Mystery Inc., which is a Scooby-Doo thing, and it's it's an actual, like, there's, it, it's kind of like NCIS or SVU where there's, like, a, there's a story every week, but there's, like, kind of an, an arcing, mm. maybe, I guess, more like Buffy or something where there's an overarching yeah. mystery they're trying to solve. They've done so much with it, um, but in the movie, Matthew Lillard from Scream played Shaggy, and then... He took over this role from Casey Kasem, who was Shaggy Rogers oh, okay. for so long. And the reason Shaggy Roger, uh, Casey Kasem quit the job is because he's a vegan and they wanted him to do Burger King commercials. And he said, I don't want to do it. And they, he's like, Interesting. And then they just were like, he, Goodbye. Oh, no, he quit. Oh, wow. They said, Well, you have to do this. He goes, Well, then I, I quit. I'm, wow. I'm not going to do it anymore. I guess he wasn't attached. And then, or I guess his beliefs of being vegan were stronger than like his. Well, yeah attachment absolutely which good for him but also like he's like i'm casey Kasem. i'm probably swimming in money you know yeah, he's probably but doing i would just imagine fine. he made a good amount of money voicing Sh- voicing shaggy, shaggy for so long but I, I yeah so he was the voice of shaggy and then matthew lillard took over for the cartoons i think he does most of them still and I and remember he's the voice of Joanna the Goanna. No, no, no. No, that's, that's Shaggy. Fred. Fred is Frank Welker, who is the voice of Joanna the Goanna. And Scooby. And Scooby Doo. And, you know, multiple we've just Slimer from the real Ghostbusters, yeah, I feel things like, like we've that. Sang his praises a lot. Sung his praises. Has done I think he's you know, the Mystery Inc. show came out not too, too long ago. And he was still doing it on that. So mm-hmm. he's, I, I, I don't know if he's still doing it to this day, but at the time of this coming out, he had been doing it for over 50 years. Got it. Um, so I, you know, I loved the format of, of Scooby-Doo because there was a whole bunch of like Hanna-Barbera when Scooby-Doo took off, they made like eight other shows that were teenagers plus weird character yeah solve mysteries mm. i loved captain caveman did you ever see captain caveman no i don't think i know any of these other ones oh captain caveman was this just hairy guy he looked like he was made of hair and just arms and legs and a big nose and he would go captain caveman and he could pull things out of his hair there was one i, I can't remember the name but i think it was the funky phantom maybe it was like these three girls and like a Civil War ghost. Yeah. There were a bunch of teenagers in a talking dune buggy. There was Jabberjaw. Do you know Jabberjaw? Mm-hmm. Jabberjaw was in the future, but it was all underwater, and they had a talking shark that talked like Curly from the Three Stooges hmm. and walked around. There was another one. But it, but that was this weird 
Josie and the Pussycats kind of, but it was this weird like like again, teenagers plus mysterious thing yeah. solving mysteries. I loved Wacky Races, which was a Hanna-Barbera yeah, thing. Know any of those. There was the Laugh Olympics, which is where they took all the characters. It was the first, you know, talking about Marvel. This is the first cinematic universe where it was all the characters from like Yogi Bear were one team and all the kind of close to Scooby-Doo mm. characters were another team. And then there was the really rottens and it was all the enemies. Yeah. And they fu- they did the Laugh Olympics. And I used to love stuff like that. I think mostly because Hanna-Barbera cartoons were shown in two places. One, when Cartoon Network got started, it was like the thing they could get cheapest. So they just showed them all the time. Yeah. And two, there was a place called Mr. Gaddy's, which was a, you know, Mr. Gaddy's. They're still Mr. Mm-hmm. Gaddy's. But the one near us. It's like a pizza place. They had a room where it was basically like, throw the kids in this room and then the adults can eat in the regular room. And, and it was just mostly, it was a bunch of like picnic-esque tables or like cafeteria tables facing one way and a screen and they'd show cartoons so you'd be able to watch cartoons while you eat yeah and i remember like i think we stopped going there because it was it became just throw your kids in there and so we'd be stuck with you know sometimes kids who were rowdy or like causing actual problems mom was like well if they're not gonna because it was it became like don't watch your kids yeah 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 because uh, it was closed off. It wasn't like a playground where it's all open or whatever. But yeah, that's, I think, where I watched a lot of Scooby-Doo was mm-hmm. that on, on Cartoon Network. Do you have a favorite out of all of them? Of the Scooby-Doo gang? Mm-hmm. I mean, I like Shaggy. Yeah. I, I think I relate to Shaggy on a few levels. I don't, I would like to think I'm not quite as cowardly as Shaggy, but I do like that he's like, I just want to hang out and eat, man, and have a big sandwich. Yeah. Like, I, I love that he loves his dog so much. Mm-hmm. Um Lady had a blue collar when we got her, and like it always a teal kind of collar. Yeah, that's similar. Always kind of looked like Scooby Doo to me. Um, I would say in this one, I really liked Fred. I think Fred kind of saves the day in a lot of ways. Uh, it, mm-hmm. There's there's a big rivalry between uh, Fred and the other star of this move of this show, the unofficial, I guess, sixth member of the Scooby Gang, and his name is John Cena. John Cena, mm-hmm. who. It was interesting watching this because there were some bad voice actors in this, some WWE stars like Santino Morella, who I don't even think you noticed, I like didn't and pay and Brodus Clay, like who was always just like that's funky, and it was just like apparently one of the the actress who played Daphne went on a thing and they were talking, like did an interview and they were talking about this, and she's like a lot of them were really bad. Oh well, <laughs> like, it's not what they do for a living, so. Well, it was funny because I think Michael Cole, the announcer, was really good because he's been in all he, of the video games. Yeah, and also like <laughs> he announces, he didn't have to do anything he doesn't normally do, right? Right, right, like, right, right, right. He was right. doing a version of his job. Let's let's talk a little bit about the other big, uh, you know, theme of this, which is not just Scooby Doo, but <laughs> pro wrestling. I feel like there were a lot of. Like Easter eggy type fun stuff. If you're into wrestling, I do feel like they they delivered on that. Like I like that they started with the Miz. I didn't think he looked anything like <laughs> the Miz, but maybe it was the Miz when he was younger. Well, maybe now, that's why. Now but- hold the phone. Why are you so interested in what making sure there's there's an authenticity to Mike the Miz Mizanin? Because I love him. Yes, I love the Miz. Let's let's go into that for a little while. What is your I want to hear from your mouth <laughs> to to God's ears. Uh-huh. Your history with pro wrestling. Oh, I just think you want it on the air some another place. 
Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I never thought twice about wrestling. A friend of mine's dad watched it for a little while. Oh, who did? Was it? Michael. Okay. So Jeremy's dad. Yeah. Watched it like off and on, you know, so be on the TV or whatever. But I, I never like paid any attention to it do you remember anything from a kid like where did you like no. hulk hogan or ultimate warrior no, or anybody? i didn't like know anything until like the rock came on the scene okay. and then i feel like a lot of people were talking about him and i think i had a friend sonia who i think you've met this mm-hmm. is like a weird full circle for you because it's all people you know i feel like she was really into the rock i don't know if she was into wrestling or just into the rock but like she would talk about him but i never like watched matches or anything but like I, I was aware of Hulk Hogan. Like I knew who right. he was. Like I was aware of like the big named people, but I never like watched a match. I mean, I had friends in high school, like not best friends, but like friends within my class who were like big into wrestling and would talk about it, right? Or like would mm-hmm. do like the backyard wrestling <laughs> stuff. Or who did whatever. you know who did backyard wrestling? Nobody Anybody that I, I was close okay. with. It was just like I heard that they did it or I saw pictures or whatever. So it was no I, I wasn't like attending and like going and watching that or anything, I don't know if but. we've announced this on the podcast, but uh guest Ryan I think we have from but. yeah from Big Hero Six was a backyard wrestler. Yeah. So I never had any like connections and then we got married <laughs> And all of a sudden you had like all this wrestling knowledge you were sharing and were like you like got the network or like you were talking about getting the subscribing to the network. And like all of a sudden you like had all this facts and knowledge. And it was like I was like, did you always like wrestling? And apparently you had been into it, but like you'd never talked to me about it. So and it just all kind of like happened at the same time where after we were married, then you like just. I can it's tell you. It's kind of like your love of Star Wars. It's not the same, but like the amount of knowledge on things you know about Star Wars is similar to wrestling. And where it wasn't just like, I'm a casual watcher of wrestling or I know a few things, it was like, let me tell you all there is to know about wrestling. Like, mm-hmm. here's the history, here are these people, here's whatever. And then it turned into like a bigger thing. My brain is like a sponge for certain things. And some of yeah. it is like, superhero facts or star wars stuff and a lot of like lore and characters and you know that sort of thing mm-hmm. and summer slam 2015 uh the thing that brought me into wrestling is right before we got married a few months so i'd only really been yeah. into it maybe like four months yeah and i guess because we were doing everything for the wedding like you never talked about it it was something i started putting on in the background while i was working because you could kind of yeah you know, just have it, and or you could. I mean, a, a, I've always said a good wrestling match you can mute and kind and understand what's going on for the most part because mm-hmm. they're you know telling a they're supposed to be telling a story to the people in the back of the arena and that sort of thing. But it was Arrow, the show Arrow with Stephen Amell was on CW, and I was into that. And he was at Summer or like right before SummerSlam, he was like ringside at a at a at a, at a raw and one of the characters who was pretty much a comic book villain like slapped him and then he like jumped the thing and went into the ring and beat the guy up and i was like oh man is wrestling still a thing and then i was like let me just take a little just a cursory little dive into wrestling and then it was like alice falling down the red being like oh Uh no uh and then i was and you were at the top back in our normal life and i was just waving at you like the cat remember when she's falling that's you um, Dinah. 
Yeah, so we got into it. Um, I, I'm sure we've mentioned this on the podcast, I'll, so I'll burn through this real quick. I, you know, working on Fallout 4, I put a reference to Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family in there. Got me in contact with a, you know, a, a friend who's uh, someone who remains a friend, uh, one of the WWE refs who then got me into with Bray Wyatt. Long story short, Tara and my brother-in-law and I went to Tables, Ladders, Chairs in Dallas. In Dallas to where there is now video proof whenever <laughs> Tara likes to say, I'm not really into wrestling of, I can go, Exhibit A! I will say- And I hit play, and then there's Tara losing her mind as Nikki Bella Takes kicks- Takes a fire extinguisher. You did, that was later, but yeah. the, the thing you see where you're in the background going, yeah, which I will now find a clip of and put up on the, on cool, the website, cool, just cool, real cool. quick. Uh, but what I will say, if you're someone who's not, because we also did like wrestle- mania parties so we would mm-hmm. do and we did that when we still lived in maryland and then it was kind of a bigger thing out here uh and also with former guest ryan uh he also kind of does them you guys we do the alternate. ryan rumble yeah and we went to royal rumble this year yeah but so you know so i became more familiar with it that way but i will say if you like attending sporting events i will say it's a very similar energy and similar kind like I will say I like going live much better than I like watching it like I I zone out a lot watching it and there's some like super interesting matches and like there are wrestlers that I really like I really love um woman who used to come out to Selena's music but now she doesn't anymore. <laughs> Thunder Rosa Thunder Rosa but what's cool about living here in Austin She's been injured for a while oh, What's cool about living here in Austin is there are wrestlers that we saw at like smaller promotions that were live that went on to be NXT or went on to be mm-hmm. AEW and stuff like that so that is cool to watch like someone's career grow like you would a like you would an athlete I mm-hmm. think it's like if you see someone in the minor league and then they go up to the majors or whatever so I will say you know if you're someone who isn't into wrestling or maybe doesn't understand the hype. That's what I would most, I think comes closest when you see it live is like when you go to a, a baseball game or a hockey game or something like that, it's, it's a similar energy because you're well, watching it, but then it's got, it's got the theatrical performance of it too. So it's a combination of like a sporting event. And if you were to go and see like live theater, I think it's, it's yes. both. Right? I think if you like sports movies, yeah, you might there's like an arc pro wrestling because there's arcs or yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will tell one story. One of the best things and I maybe remember, we talk about and we'll talk the about the thing real quick. But just I wanted to promote pro wrestling yeah, real quick, and fine. I want to tell everybody to go check out a local promotion or whatever. You can get like it finds find a friend. What you should do is you should find a friend who likes pro wrestling. You've got one. You just don't know it yet. And yeah. then they will gladly take you to something. They would love mm-hmm. to be there, and, and and that's probably some of the best ways to see it. And but, I will say out here in, sorry, out here in Austin, a lot of the local promotions, what I really liked about them is they were trying to be more inclusive and there was one that was run by all women. And mm-hmm. I will say out here, this was all pre-pandemic that we were attending a lot of these events. But yeah. As soon as the pandemic hit, one of the first things that went out in my mind is, like, well, I'm not going to a wrestling yeah. event in a while. <laughs> and so, but what I will say is, you know, because I do think that there's some... I think people assume a wrestling fan is a certain type of person. And I will there say are that. a lot and of wrestling are, fans. There that are, are like those, that. but I will say I think and I think I can't speak because I don't watch a lot of AEW. But AEW seems like they wanted to do things differently, and so they they're a different mm-hmm. type of wrestling, kind of in a new 
I don't want to say in a new world, but in a world like so there's where, a lot more progressive yeah, thoughts like, on wrestling, yeah, a lot like more progressive now that fans. People are are more public mm-hmm. about what's happened to them when they were wrestlers working for WWE and things like that. I don't want to like go down a rabbit hole into all of that, but I will say like there are now options out there. So like if you know you're not, mm-hmm. I I will tell the story real quick of the one of the best. One of the, one of the most perfect things that happened in in pro wrestling was when we went to see that match and it was a man versus a woman, and it was clear that the woman was the oh, heel yeah, 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 yeah. and the man was the face. Which this means this is the woman's promotion for yes, the most part. Which means that the woman was the bad guy and the male was the good guy, and he made the mistake of making a comment about like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna beat you up. I'm gonna win this match and then I'm gonna you're gonna make me breakfast. Yeah, it didn't go over well. And the women in the audience were like on their feet booing this guy. And you could see in his face him going, oh, no, I've made a huge mistake. And the the heel, the the woman wrestler, just turned it to her advantage. Mm -hmm. Was just like, that's right. I'm going to make you breakfast. You're going to make me breakfast. And everyone's like, yeah. And like everyone was on her side. And she was booked to lose because she was the heel. But that match, I have never seen two wrestlers like it. Just was cool to see it up close. Them go. The energy of this room is changing. We need to adjust to it. Yeah, like we can't do what we originally planned to do or originally planned to say because. Yeah, he things, shut up for yeah, the rest of the yeah, match. Yeah, 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 and and it is cool to see that because that's improvising, right? Like there, there's some there's some piece of improvisation in that so, as well. So now that we've talked about the best parts of wrestling being the live atmosphere and the and the improvisation mm. let's now talk about how this is completely not improv um let's go through i mean it's a typical scooby-doo story something yeah. bad happens there's a go 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 ghost yeah and they have to solve the mystery in this case it's a ghost bear wants to destroy wrestlemania yeah i guess that's <laughs> essentially it and you find out that shaggy and scooby are huge wrestling fans and they play the the video game and you know, they wind up getting winning this promotion, this, um, I guess it's a promotion, or this giveaway where it's like if you get like a perfect score, uh, you can, you know, go to WWE City. And I had a question for you. Do you think this was uh, Vince McMahon's way of floating the idea of WWE City to see if people were like really into like that well, being a thing? I'm sure he's pitched i there was like a wwe restaurant because i'm kind of shocked that there isn't like dave and busters in run by wwe in new york for a little while oh, interesting. that did not do well well because like spring, you could like, go have a slam burger oh wow <laughs> well spring training for baseballs like in florida right like do they have anything like but, that where but, they have like an, an area dedicated to where they train and stuff Are they, they also have in florida? they have the performance center in orlando yeah that used to be part of full sale university but that's where nxt is which nxt is a lot of fun it's it it, it, it's got some of the wwe backing to it but it feels like a smaller show um but it it is like they they get people from indie promotions they find they have people come in and do tryouts and they're like we can train you to be a good wrestler and then eventually they usually show up on nxt and kind of develop their character and then maybe they'll they'll go to the main roster but the performance center is like where you go and and there's a lot of older, retired, injured wrestlers like in this that are, you know, they're training people. Now, 
as far as I know, they all don't sleep in cabins in their yeah, yeah. I mean, they in their took ring it. gear, which is what it looked like when John, which Cena, Cena hears the bear and he comes out and he's wearing his ring gear, and Triple H is like in his, in his ring gear. It's yeah, so the only silly. one who wasn't in their gear for most of the time was the Miz because he was just all bandaged up. Yes, because he gets beat up in the beginning. So it starts off and he's running, but he's going, "I'm awesome. Who's awesome? I'm awesome. Who's awesome?" And then like his headphones fall off, and you realize he's just listening to his entrance music over the whole and over time. again. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that's what I mean by like there's a lot of little Easter egg things in that if you know these wrestlers and kind of know their mm-hmm. you know what they're all about. But yeah, I was curious because this WWE city kind of took it to the top. They have like their own cops and all this. Yeah, stuff. there's well, there's a whole thing where so the dance dance the, the the moves. So it's basically the video game they play is like dance dance revolution, but it's. But it's, you do the moves of the of the wrestler. Yeah, and it's kind of like what Xbox had for a while, and I guess maybe the they still have it. The Connect, where like it would know your movements, like it's not a pad or something like Dance yeah. Dance was. And it's it's those movements are the exact movements you need to get through the laser security system to steal yes. the WWE championship. And basically they hypnotize Scooby when he's playing the game. Yes. That's like how it all works. It's like this, this very detailed plan. This is the kind of stuff you're going to get in Scooby-Doo WrestleMania yeah. mystery is. So yeah, he gets he gets caught by the police and Vince McMahon goes, "Well, now hold on. As everyone knows in WWE City, if you commit a crime, you can contest that crime by competing in the ring and if you win, then you're fine. Then you're you fine. Won't go to jail. Which seems like a terrible judicial system. Yeah. Like that is uh-huh. like you know. But what about murderers? What yeah. about? <laughs> also, horrible. he does a lot. Mr. McMahon does a lot of WWE kind of propaganda talk when he talks about the belt. Like when he, he comes out and like talks like the passion yes. for the belt. And- he is the worst voice actor. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed. There was one thing where he goes, "Hey, let's all just." remain calm like the, like you can yeah, tell like his inflection because wasn't he's where it vince be. mcmahon and i'm pretty sure they went can we get another one he goes no like there's, was, there's one yeah. where he literally calls it russell mania i am so sure i didn't want to bring it up at the time because oh, he goes you can compete at russell mania and i'm like russell mania <laughs> like yeah. it's just he's so bad but so it's basically all these adventures in wwe city you know and scooby-doo sleepwalks a couple different times and Mm -hmm. they're like slowly figuring things out daphne is starry-eyed by john cena and i do like at the end of wrestlemania russell wrestlemania uh, (laughs) all the russells velma becomes a fan like velma like is really into the 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 actual live performance of it all by the end yeah the beginning is Shaggy and Scooby, when they win this thing, they're like, "We're gonna go to to WrestleMania." And no one wants to and go. They're like, we don't want. No, we. Uh, they're like, "I'm not real." Like, I think Daphne goes, "I'm not into wrestling." She's the last one to hold out. The Which, other two, Fred and Velma, finally agree, and she still doesn't want to do it until she sees John Cena take his shirt off, and then she's in. And she's one hundred percent all in. Um, but I. That's probably why I liked it so much the first time because I was. It was. I saw it around the time when I was like just. Discovering. discovering that I was yeah. a wrestling fan and everyone and most people I talked to were like what are you talking about and that was hard when I first started I'm like I don't know who to talk to about this stuff um but he they were so they go how many times have you made us dress up to capture a ghost yeah and you owe us and I yeah, thought that was Scooby really was funny like, like, was like and my hair still hasn't all grown back like yeah there was one thing he had to do where I guess he had to like he had to shave because he was a, ch- a hairless chihuahua as yes. he's disguised yeah, as yeah 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 but like the stuff like that, that's kind of bringing uh, the the movie could have been 
25 minutes shorter. Yeah, it was a little long, uh, which I feel like we're saying a lot lately in things we're watching. But, but like, the whole idea of, so it's, they're fighting Kane, who is, you know, essentially the Undertaker's brother in kayfabe. Well, and he seems like another villain even though he's not it's just that's his wrestling persona but he's also like this dark presence throughout the whole movie uh and i will say that i'm always surprised i feel like i always think i know who the ghost is gonna be in any mystery show we watch she's always trying to guess and she started trying to guess on this and i'm like i will not sit here and entertain you doing this in a scooby-doo mystery i will say i didn't see it coming that it was let's not spoil it for everybody that it was that person but uh Uh, but like fred so as always they have to capture the ghost so fred captures him by getting him into the ring and then lowering the steel cage and it becomes a cage match which is like and the power goes out like there's a lot of like tech stuff that they put in there but i like that little bit nod towards um scooby-doo like but it's also like oh because all those scooby-doo ones they drop a cage on someone so this one they go well of course we've got a cage it's wrestling we'll put them in a cage match yeah yeah there were some some fun connections there i think Mm -hmm. one of my most uh favorite moments was when john cena stops the boulder with his bare hands it is bar none the best part of the the thing because you're like basically watching music yeah or whatever it is better be careful i don't know if we can oh (laughs) um but yeah, that's I put it up on the Facebook page and I rewatch this and I go, well, no one really has to watch this movie now because they've seen the pets part. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's essentially it, you know, and then they find out who the ghost is and, you know, it was a fake belt and then they get the real belt back and it's it's I think that kind of wraps it up. I right? mean, so they did a partnership with these guys. They did a sequel to this one. Oh yeah, you mentioned that. It was where they're it's basically like wacky races where they're racing through the desert with the undertaker mm. which i don't think the undertaker is as fun of a like sixth member of the group as yeah. john like john cena is a john cena if this had just been like the old things where it's just a regular scooby-doo mystery with phyllis diller mm-hmm. and they redid it and it was with john cena would have been perfect like yeah. john cena is perfect to be like well gosh like because he's kind of got a fred vibe but i do wonder I wonder in his wrestling contract if he can do things like that without WWE getting a cut. Definitely not in 2014. He yeah. Couldn't. Now and, he probably can And a I wonder if that's also why it was like a bigger thing. He's got a match would... at WrestleMania this year. Wow. For the U.S. title, his he, title. How old is he now? I He's maybe only 45. He's not super oh. old. I mean, he's he's got road miles. Yeah. Uh, but like they did this, they did a Flintstones crossover, they did a Jetsons crossover. Oh, interesting. The Flintstones co- crossover is just they wrestle everybody, but everybody's got it's like, you know, uh Vince Mc uh Boulder, like you know, all, yeah. I can't think of a good one off the top of it, but they mm-hmm. all got names like that. The Jetsons one I thought was just a funny bit because it's in the in the present, they accidentally freeze cryogenically freeze the big show, and then he wakes up in the future with yeah. the Jetsons, which I'm like, that's kind of silly, but also kind of funny. So they did a bunch of these, you know, they've got their own studio, but the, the animated ones, I, I'm not really, I kind of want to watch the sequel to this. This was given to me as a gift from someone who just saw it in a in a uh, uh, a friend Liam who I worked with who just walked up to me and goes, "I saw this at the checkout in the grocery store and I thought you had to have it." And I was yeah. like, "Well, I got to watch this." Mm-hmm. Um I you know, it's it's using a lot of 2014 
I think even before 2014, because, you know, they had to pick them before they animated everything, uh, quote unquote, superstars who have like long, almost 10 years now not been with the company. So I don't know how interesting that is to like newer wrestling fans. And it's not even like it's a lot of the legacy people. I think it I, if they redid one of this with people now, I think people would be more into it because you've got like, you know, more modern, modern yeah. characters. I, I This was not the greatest. 2014 was... At now, can you a low point in wrestling? Can in you my wa- well, and maybe that's why they did this. <laughs> yeah, can you watch it somewhere if people do want to check it out? I think you have to buy it off Amazon. Okay. Um, oh no, I think I saw it was on HBO Max right now. Oh, interesting. So I will put up where you can find it when it goes up. I don't know just off the top of my head, yeah. but uh, to be a hundred percent honest, I hope you enjoy this episode, listeners. I will like this. This it comes down to. If you know you want to watch this movie, if you're on the fence about it, you're probably okay if you can't find it somewhere. Just wait till you stream it. Don't yeah. let go seeking it out. Um, but speaking of uh, uh, streaming and the internet, up next oh, yeah. is Ralph Breaks the Internet. Mm, a very good episode. A, a very good episode. We've already recorded it. Had a lot of fun with uh, Joe and Joel from 16-Bit Gladiators. Uh, they have a very special announcement on that episode. So we will see you all next time. Take care, listeners. Thanks for listening to Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. If you've got a Disney story to share, a bone to pick with us, or just want to say hello, call the Princess Diaries hotline at 707-YO-TRPD1. That's 707-968-7731. You can send us an email at trprincessdiaries at gmail.com. Tweet at us at TRP Diaries on Twitter or check out our Instagram at TR Princess Diaries. Join the Facebook group to post Disney memes, vote in our Disney theme brackets, and meet other fairy tale friends. Facebook.com slash groups slash TR Princess Diaries. Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wherever you hear us, please be our knight in shining armor and give us a five star review. Check out pods.link slash trprincessdiaries for all the places you can find us on the web, including how you can support us through our coffee account or our Redbubble merchandise store. Thanks again, and until next time, remember to always live happily ever after. Uh-huh.